Blog Talk Radio. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's got major plans for Memorial Day, but one minor problem. No pool float. More like nothing fun to wear. Get to Old Navy now. Old Navy. Yep, Old Navy's celebrating Memorial Day in a really big way with a huge 50% off all tees, all tanks, all shorts, and all swimwear. 50% off all those styles? That's right. Right now, get 50% off all tees, tanks, shorts, and swimwear for the whole family at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. That's one major sale. We're going to Old Navy now. High Fashion. Old Navy. Valid 522-362. Excludes clearance, active flag tees and tanks, license, and men's package tops. Hello. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Powerful Radio. I am Darren Noel. And I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. Um, we are hoping that you guys are doing great tonight, and we have really a pretty big topic that we wanted to cover tonight. Absolutely. It's a very, very hot topic, and it's something that's at times like a taboo or hush-hush. A lot of people don't talk about it. But we're going to go through the numbers, and it's really – impacting a lot of couples out there. And the topic is sexless marriage. Do you have a sexless marriage? And we're going to start off really with just, this is some definitions of sexless marriage. I'm pulling this from Wikipedia on the Internet. It says a sexless marriage is a marriage in which a little or no sex occurs between the two partners. Uh, the U.S. National Health and uh, Social Life Survey back in 1994 found that 2% of married uh, couples who responded had no sexual intimacy within the past year. Uh, and really the definition of a, a, a no sex in their marriage or a non-sexual marriage is when couples have ten uh, sexual intercourses per year or less. Encounters. Encounters per less. So, so first of all, there's a difference between a sexless marriage and a, kind of you were swinging those words around and interchanging words, but when you talk about a sexless marriage, their statistics show that in a sexless marriage, that means that you have either 0% sex, like no sex at all, or you have less, 10 or less encounters of sex in the course of a year, in the course of 12 months. Yes, that all falls under sexless marriage. And then they gave some other stats. Can you give us those? Sure. Right now, between 15 and 20% of couples fall in that category of a sexless marriage. So that's a, a decent amount of uh, couples out there that are falling in that category. That's that's almost one in four, like, you know, like roughly like maybe one in seven. That's that's a pretty big number of people. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we have some more numbers here just on the, the average amount of sex that couples are having. According to the National Opinion uh, Research Center, the average number of sexual encounters a couple has on average is 66 times a year. That's the average, 66 times a year for all married couples. For couples in their 30s, that's in 109 times a year. So in your 30s, having more uh, sexual encounters, 109 times a year. When it gets into the 40s, it drops to 70 times a year. And in the 50s, it drops down to 52 times a year. Okay? It's all according to the National Opinion Research Center. So 50-year-olds are having about weekly. That's about, week. about weekly. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. And 30-year-olds are having a little bit more than weekly. Yes. And 30-year-old, 30, about 30-year-olds 30 are having it like, Twice a week, basically. Right. So the average 52, the average couple in their 50s is still not a sexless marriage. They're still having it once a week. So they're by far not a sexless uh, marriage on average. Absolutely. And let me tell you why I'm bringing this up. Lots and lots of couples come to my office and they say, that's me why my husband or my wife has not touched me. We're not sexually intimate. And when they talk about intimacy, it's not just the sex act itself. Um, but that's one big sign of a problem when there's when there's no sex at all. So a couple things. Please call into the radio show if you have questions. And um, 
ask us a question. If you are on hold for us and you want to ask a question, make sure that you press the number 1 because that will let us know that you have a question. And our guest call-in number is 323-693-3835. I'm going to repeat that, 323-693-3835. So let me first start with, again, press 1 if you have a question. Um, with one of the questions that, that I got, it says, Dr. Noel, is sex that big of a deal in a relationship? Absolutely. It's, you know, obviously the amount of time each couple is going to have sex is based on that individual couple, what they feel comfortable with. But it is definitely an intricate part of a relationship, and it brings that intimacy between that couple. It helps them to feel emotionally close and connected. So it's definitely a vital part of a relationship. I'm going to tell you that that's what makes the difference between just a friendship and a marriage. Because I think a lot of people feel like, and, and, and it, it means how much sex you have is up to each couple. And if you're matching those numbers, I mean, those numbers were just some statistics that they got in their study. So if you're having sex 40 times and not 66 times or 200 times and not 109 times, that's not an issue. But for, for the most part, sex is a vital part of, of any at least long-term committed relationship, um, and especially marital relationships. Yes. On average, uh statistics they'll find that couples that have regular sex are more happy in general. Is that true? Yeah, well, this is what people on average are saying. Couples, on average, couples that have sex on a regular basis are happier than couples that don't have sex on a regular basis. Are people that have more sex happier than people that have less sex? It depends on what the, what their level of comfortability is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask, look, there's a couple questions that I got emailed. Here's another one. It says, um, my ex-husband, my husband, excuse me, is angry with me because we have not had sex in 11 months. We couldn't while I was pregnant, and my child is only six weeks old. Any suggestions on what to do? That's interesting. Um, it's really interesting on the reasons why people don't have sex. In general, people tend to understand why if you're not having sex with them, if there's a medical condition involved. And I'm going to call pregnancy a marital condition because I know while I was pregnant, the doctor told me because we had to have this pregnancy to abstain from sex. Right. And though that might have been difficult to do, I feel like if that's something that you were you were asked to do by your doctor or that you chose to do because you were pregnant and you didn't want to risk that pregnancy, then I'm wondering why your husband isn't able to understand that. And is is sex the only connection that he has with you? Is that what the issue is? Um, a lot of times people have kids and that, that child, a lot of people believe that children come in between them as a couple. So is your husband trying to indicate that that's an issue for him? And if so, I'm going to tell you to have a conversation. I'm also going to tell you that um, physical intercourse is not the only way that you can be intimate with someone right. or that you can be sexual. So I'm going to ask you or suggest that you have a conversation with him about what his needs are, if there's any other thing that you can do that would encourage or, or help him feel a little bit better about the way he's feeling right now. Right. That's an honest conversation with your husband. Say, you know what, what else can I do to help satisfy that sexual need you have other than intercourse? And like I said, there are a lot of other things that a married couple can do to help satisfy that need. Absolutely. I mean, and I think lastly you might want to ask, he sounds, he a lot of times I've found in couple therapy when couples are not having sex, there's a lot of anger involved with that. Yes. And so... If if your spouse is angry, then these conversations get harder as opposed to easier. So when you approach him with with what's going on, try to try to get somebody to watch your six week old. I mean, I know that's difficult, but one of the things, one of the first radio shows we did in 2010 or 2011, actually, we talked about how to keep your sexual your sex hot while having a baby and how to right. manage that. And, and myself and another 
clinician here in Aphasia McCargo talked about how to handle that. And one of the things that you might have to do is really set a date night, a time to be with your husband and have these conversations with him without baby present. And that means you may have to shell out some money to get a babysitter. That means you may have to figure out a way to sort of spark the situation, but you, you've got to take charge of that. Dan, any suggestions? You know, I just wanted to go through, there are so many different reasons why there's a uh, sexless marriage can happen, and, and each couple is different, but just wanted to share some of the things that go into it because it's got to be a focal point of relationship, uh, put it on, uh, on the priority list of what you guys need to do, just like uh, paying bills, taking care of the kids, uh, cooking dinner. Sex is a vital part of a relationship, and it's got to be a priority. It's got to be make sure it's priority on both couples' list. But some of the things that can help or fight against that being on a priority list is so many different things. A lot of times it could be a lack of trust in a relationship for whatever reason between the couple. That's why there's a lack of sex in a relationship. There could have been infidelity in the past. Okay, so now, again, that could be a part of the reason why there's lack of trust, but that could definitely come into play. Uh, one of the things that's also out there is pornography. A lot of people are watching pornography and they'll rather use, unfortunately, use watch that or engage in that than having sex with their partner, okay? So that's one of the reasons why they possibly could be uh, a sexless marriage. Sexual dysfunction, uh, payback, or uh, get even. Some people want to hold sexual back because of they're hurt by, some, by something or the, the partner did, you know, I'm not going to abstain from having sex with you because I'm angry with you because of something. That's definitely a reason of it. Stress at work over uh, money, work stress, just work-life work balance, working long days. A lot of couples now work different shifts. Somebody's working first shift, someone's working sex shift. You're just kind of crossing paths. That's going to have impact on your sexual relationship, right? Um, low sex drive uh, could be biological changes as you're getting older, things changing, other biological reasons. Uh, sexual dysfunction, maybe someone, uh, one of the partners has a sexual dysfunction that's going on. They may or may not share that with their partner, but that's may, maybe one reason why sex may be uh, decreasing in a relationship. Let me stop you for a second. That that last one is a really big deal, the um, sexual dysfunction. The sexual dysfunction. Oh, yeah. A lot of men have sexual dysfunction, and they don't. it's difficult to talk about that with, with the spouse. Um, I've also had a lot of clients that have maybe had prostate cancer, mm-hmm. and part of the treatment can render men unable to fulfill all those sexual obligations that they could do before. Yes, you can. And a lot of people are choosing to not get treatment because sexuality is such a big deal in a relationship and people don't want to disappoint that, that partner. Yes, that could definitely happen. It really needs to be shared uh, amongst that couple because what can happen is if you do having sexual uh, issues from uh, physical or medical issues and you're not sharing with the with your spouse, guess what, the, the spouse can turn that internalize those feelings and turn around and feel like you're not interested in them because of they're not sexy anymore, they're not attractive anymore. Or really, it has nothing to do with the spouse, but you're having a physical situation that you may just need to share with your spouse so they're aware of the situation. They're not uh, getting low self-esteem or feeling less sexy. Okay, so that's something that you want to watch out for in that relationship. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of times when couples aren't having sex, one of the partners feels like they're not sexy. Absolutely. A lot of times they can internalize that. He or she is not having sex with me because I'm not attractive as I used to be. I gained some weight. I lost some weight. Uh, losing my hair, whatever the case may be. Um, and they need to have that communication. A lot of times it could be somewhat related to that or it may not be. But you need to have that conversation among the couples to see what you need to do to rectify uh, the lack of sex in the relationship. Absolutely. Um, I've got another question. 
It says, I always learned that if your spouse wasn't getting it, sex, in parentheses, from you, then they were getting it somewhere else. So my husband and I are, are in our mid-30s, and we haven't had sex at all since June 2011. I've asked, and he said he just doesn't feel connected to me. What do I do? That's that's a good question. Um, one, I guess you think it, take him at his word. If he's saying that that's true, there's nothing um, wrong that he does not a lot of connection. Is it because there's an emotional disconnection? Uh, if he just has low sex drive, you know, is he changing physically? Is his sex drive is decreasing? Yeah, is he angry or resentment about something? Uh, stress? You know, what, really why is that um, connection gone from where it was before? you got to try and find a root cause of what's, what's causing that. Well, I'm, what I'm concerned about is that you waited from 2011 to now to say something. I mean, so, to me, that's a really long period of time. And though I, I don't want to jump to conclusions and say that something wrong is going on, I will say that to not have sex in your marriage since 2011 represents an issue and a problem. And it's going to take more than one conversation to resolve that issue or resolve that problem. So I'm going to suggest that, number one, this may be something that you guys need to, to get counseling about. I mean, to yeah. just, just have a conversation with a third party to say, listen, we haven't had sex in – 18 months, and that's really a long time, and how do we handle that situation? Also, look at how are your finances? Are you guys having more arguments? What else is going on? Could he be? Um, could it be impotent? Could he be having some problem with, with being able to perform sexually? Right. Um, what else is going on? And then maybe you've got to sit down together and come up with the options. And when you do, again, I have to tell you, as a couple, you've got, this is one of those conversations you have to have softly. Yes. And I think the mistake a lot of people make is having an argument um, and then saying, and by the way, we're not having sex and there must be something wrong with you that you're not interested in me or are you cheating on me? I mean, those kinds of questions usually spark an argument. The other thing I'm going to say is not so much do people tell the truth when they're having affairs. Normally people are caught. So I doubt that if your husband was cheating on you that he's going to say, guess what, Susie Snowflake, you caught me red-handed. I'm glad you asked. That's what's going on. I mean, I doubt that he's going to be able to bring that to you in that way. This, this, that is true. I guess, you know, it depends on how do you feel, like you trust your husband. Is he gone a lot? You, you know, I can't tell you where I'm at. I've got extra long hours and it's abnormal. Or, you know, is he at home all the time? He just guys aren't having sex. Right. You know, so I look guess, for signs, I guess, for infidelity, that's what you want to check out for. I guess the first question is, when he says he lost the connection, when did it happen? When did you know that the connection lost? And what connection is he talking about? Right. you got to dig into that, that lost connection. Really, what is that coming from? Is that emotional? You know, I don't like you anymore, or I don't find you attractive anymore, or, you know, I'm just too busy with other things. You know, you have to dig into that a little bit. But these conversations, you said you have to do softly and be prepared. That it's, not, it's going to be more than one conversation, like you mentioned. It could be a long process, okay, that you guys may need to work out. It's not necessarily something that can happen overnight and change, and you go from a sexless marriage to now we're having sex uh, six to six times a year. It may not change overnight like that. Absolutely. And then lots of things can go on that can cause, I mean, the list of Darren Red, let's, let's go through some of this stuff, lack of trust. So that's a big deal. If you stop trusting somebody and, and – for guys, I really want you to hear this. Women want to be able to trust you in some of the simple daily life things so that they can trust you with sex. Yep. And the longer the longer marriage goes on, let's say that your first year of marriage, people are generally having more sex than their eighth year of marriage. 
And so that that happens because bills start hitting, people have to start going to work. I mean, things change. So infidelity is an issue. And a lot of times people don't necessarily get a divorce over infidelity, but they pay each other back by not having sex with the other person. You know, and I've got to tell ladies, a lot of times ladies withhold sex to get back. I'm going to get back my man or my husband and let him know that how he treated me was wrong, so I'm not going to have sex at all with that person. And then that usually builds resentment, though, right, because I'm pretty sure that when you're using sex to hold back on your spouse as a punishment, he gets the message. And then in time sometimes you can create a situation that allows for some negative stuff to happen in your relationship. So now he said, I got a need. His spouse is not feeling it. He's going to try maybe to fill it somewhere else, which is not where you want to go to. Absolutely. Pornography. So I've had people come in and say, that's in the world. My husband and I look at pornography together. I don't see a big deal about it. But this here is listed as um, some some reasons or part of a reason that could cause a lack of intimacy in a marriage. Yes, yeah, so this is really where one partner is engaged in pornography and is more interested in the pornography than having actual sex with his spouse, his or her spouse. So that really, the pornography is taking away from the sexual relationship with the spouse. So, it, so it's more entertaining. It's more fulfilling for whatever reason that person's feeling that way, and it's detracting from the relationship. So instead of fulfilling those desires and uh, wants through the spouse, that person is going through the pornography to do that. Okay. Okay, and, and and actually, as adults in your marriage, you guys have to work out if pornography is a problem or not, and sure. if it's causing an issue. There's one here that's written called same old sexual routine. What is that? That's basically what. I mean, I think I know what right. it is. It's hunger. Well, we have sex the same exact way, the same exact time, same exact place every single time. It's just not interesting anymore. They're like, you know, eh, it's okay. It just, it just gets humdrum. You know, like, yeah, the same dinner all the time, all that same exact meal, and they can lose the spark. So you guys may need to change it up a little bit. Okay, but that could be a desire of why somebody's um, sexual uh, desires are dwindling because that you guys are a couple of times in the same routine type of sex, same location, same time all the time. But I hear a lot of ladies telling me that it's really hard to keep that spark going sometimes. Like to just come home and be sexy and throw throw on lingerie and and make the mood different. It's definitely hard. I mean, oh, it's, it's not hard for us. It's not hard for us. But it takes what I say hard. It takes work. It takes work. If marriage, these type of issues didn't take work, the the divorce rate wouldn't be over fifty percent, right? Guess what? It takes work to do this. It takes work to keep sparking your sexual relationship. It takes work to communicate when your desires are changing. To communicate that with your spouse, it takes work to notice when your spouse's desires are changing and how you're going to accommodate that or change with that. It takes work. I mean, I think one of the things that a lot of couples don't do that will make this really simpler is talk. Talk about your sex. Not while you're having sex, like, oh, that's not good or this isn't fun. But maybe afterwards or maybe, you know, over breakfast or whatever, have a conversation about kind of what went on, what you're looking for, and if you want something more exciting to help set the stage for something more exciting to happen. I think, as you always mentioned, have that conversation when you two aren't angry you're not in the middle of an argument. When things seem to be going fine, say, hey, hon, hey, just want to check with you. How do you feel about our sexual relationship? Are we having enough sex? Are you getting fulfilled? Honey, are you being fulfilled? Are we having enough? Do we need to change anything? Would you like to change anything? When is, we're not necessarily arguing, the couples are fine, there's no big deal, over breakfast, over dinner, no issues, but we just want to have this conversation. Because why? Mm-hmm. Because it's important to the relationship. Now, let me ask you this question. I, I had a, a person Facebook me and say, Dr. Noel, my husband wants to make 
make our sex more exciting and he wants to use toys. And she has like a religious like aversion to using sexual toys, you know, toys like right. I mean people use I don't even know what you call all these toys, whips and chains and, and uh sex toys. Sex toys. Mm-hmm. So so how do you suggest that a guy approach his wife or girlfriend or whoever he's having sex with, but we're talking about husband's wife right now. Right. How, do you, how do you suggest he approach her about using toys? You know, I would have that, that upfront conversation, recommend, say, honey, I would like to start spicing up our relationship, with our a sexual relationship, with, with a whip, whatever with sex toys he was talking about, and, and introduce it and have that conversation. And get the feedback from the spouse and say, well, you know what, I'm not okay with X, Y, and Z, but I, and you may be okay with, you know, A, B, and C. But let me ask this question. How angry will somebody get if you have, like, how angry would, would you get if you bring me a sex toy discussion and I say, well, I'm refusing to do that? I'm I mean, do, do I have right of, does, a, does the spouse or partner have right of refusal to say, oh, that's, I don't want to use that toy? I think it needs to be a discussion. I mean, it shouldn't be a shut immediate shutdown. It's also crazy. Okay, so I want to start using the axe in our sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, babe, I want to have an axe. Let's discuss this. You would ask yourself? I want to ask you. After it's all about an axe. Okay, so, but that's a discussion. But at that's the end of the day, you don't want to use the axe, right? But someone say, I'm not, I'm not want to use the axe, but you can use the knife. I don't know. Kind of you know, I, well, let me say this. First of all, sex toys have to, for for a person that's new to the sex toy world, right. um, you have to introduce that softly. Again, I know that you guys keep hearing me saying soft conversations, but but soft conversations. So when you bring this up, guys, don't bring up to your lady, I'm bored when we have sex. You think I'm you want to keep doing the same old thing, the same old thing? You know, right. be able to say. I really enjoy our intimacy, and and I want to build on that. Right. And here's an example of how I want to build on that. Right. Start off small. We'll go to the extreme of the sexual toy industry and stuff like that. Start off small, okay, and and like introduce that small. Can we try this? Can we try that? So maybe a different location. So like instead of a bed, let's do it in front of a fireplace. Do it in front of a fireplace. Kitchen, bathroom. The attic, you know. Be careful whatever. in the attic. Be careful, hey. That may be intriguing. A <laughs> little danger in the attic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but introduce it slow. Now, what if what if this is just goes against the person? Like, I know that there are people that have certain religious beliefs where, like, maybe anal sex is something that they wouldn't do. Right. Or, or different positions or things that they feel like is something that they don't want to do. Right. So, does a, do you feel like a spouse has to give in to that or... I think that needs, again, part of the conversation and maybe just stating why it's no. You know, I feel this way because it's a religious belief, not just, you know, if that had a, it's part of my, uh, my nature, who I am, because I feel very strongly about it, tied to my religious belief, not just I'm not interested in it. So help other spouse understand why you're saying no or you're objecting to this. Or it may be a sense where I need some time to, to get used to it. Let me think about it. Okay, but if it is a religious situation, let the spouse know and understand where you're coming from. You know, due to my religion, I can't do this, but I would, would feel okay with doing that. So the, the conversation, the communication with the couple is vital, mm-hmm. and it's truly vital. And, and I do think through the course of a marriage, like the young lady that wrote in about she couldn't have sex while she was pregnant, of course, and then now her child is six weeks old and her, her spouse is upset because they're not having sex. I mean, Life cycles happen, and I think though sex is a very important part of marriage, 
it shouldn't be the only thing that allows a marriage to work. Absolutely. It's just part of the marriage. And a lot of times, I mean, I think withholding sex just because you're angry or you have a grudge is very different than having a, a real reason, not a real reason, but a, an actual cause, you know, an explanation, not an excuse for why you can't do something. And I think that through the course of a relationship, pe- people's sex drives change. Yeah. Um, you'll see that a lot of times, like, there have been studies that say that powerful men have very high sex drives. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also studies that say that poor people have higher sex. I mean, there's always something out there to say who wants to have more sex than the other person. Right. But I think each couple has to sort of be aware of where their sex drive is and be willing to have that conversation with their partner. They absolutely have to have that conversation and say, what do you two as a couple feel comfortable with? Somebody may feel comfortable with 100 times a year. Somebody else may be coupled with 40 times a year. Well, let's come to an agreement. I mean, I've had, couples that, I've had couples that I've instructed to sit down and find out how many times, like I'll have somebody say that we're not having enough sex. And right. so, you know, maybe we'll go over these stats and say, okay, you guys are in your 40s, so you should be having it about 70 times according to the average, whatever that means, right. people. And then I'll have men say that I want to schedule my sex in because I want to make sure I get it twice a week. Nothing wrong with that. And each couple is different. Some couples, you know what, if we schedule it, it'll feel unnatural, you will lose the the interest in that. But some couples, you know, we need to schedule it. Well, I mean, and my, there's no, there's, to me, there's no wrong way. We might schedule breakfast every day, but I'm so excited to eat. I mean, like, <laughs> each couple is different. I mean, that couple has to have a conversation. Is, are we both comfortable scheduling it? Yeah, it works for you, it works for me. Then then so be it. It's so individualized between each couple. You know, you both have to be look at what does it take to fulfill you guys as a couple. Absolutely. Now, there's a there's a person that that um, wrote in, excuse me, via email, and said that she has an aversion to sex because she was abused as a child, mm-hmm. and that's information that she had told her husband before they got married. But now that they're married, she's really having a real issue with intimacy. Um, do you have any suggestions for for either one of them? One, I'm glad she communicated that before they got married, so hopefully he has an understanding. And somewhere on, so not, he's not getting totally blindsided by that information. That's obviously something that he's going to have to be sensitive to, and hopefully he knew that or understood that going into the marriage that this was going to be a sensitive or tender issue, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to take it slow with his wife, um, check on her to make sure she's okay with what's going on, and see how she's feeling during the sexual act as it's, as it's proceeding, um, and, check, and talk about her comfortability. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that, We'll totally turn her off versus other things that she feels comfortable with. Again, that's going to be a conversation, and a very gentle conversation. Absolutely. One of the things I'm going to say is, to me, that's again, that's perfect candidates for, for some marital therapy to talk about how to handle that. I think the other thing, and I want to, I want to acknowledge that I understand that an assault situation or being abused or raped can really affect a person's sexuality. However, um, a sexless marriage is still no, not good, even if a person understands why there's no sex going on. Yes, I And so with that, I'm going to encourage the young lady that you've got to start working on that those issues because people can hold on and they can help you as long as they feel like you're working through an issue together. Right. So I want you to keep him aware of where you are with things, what's going on, what things you can do, what things you don't want to do, but also be open to exploring things that, that may be interesting to him as long as you guys are both sitting down 
together discussing what, what's the best thing for your coupleship, for right. your relationship. And definitely I'm going to encourage you already to talk to someone and get those, those emotions out and talk about ways to overcome that because he may not understand actually. Like when people say, oh, I was abused as a child, that's become so like commonplace now. People talk about it on every radio show, every TV show, every talk show, that I think people don't understand what trauma actually does to a person. And trauma is different for every person. So I'm going to tell you that if you've had a traumatic experience, you need to seek and find a way to pull yourself from that experience into the here and now. Definitely, because if someone has never been exposed to that or hasn't been in that situation, they really don't understand what that means. You know, they really, really don't. So, you know, here's, you know, here's how it affected me and having that information shared between that couple. Oh, I really didn't understand. Even though you told me that at that time, I may or may not, or that person may or may not have understood that information mm-hmm. when that spouse told me. So, you know what? Wow, I didn't really understand what you meant when you said that because I had never been exposed to that. That may be that person's situation. Absolutely. And so that's another good reason that before you get into a long-term committed relationship that you actually should be talking about your life and your past experience and what's gone on in your life that would promote different situations to be negative or positive, like to have open conversations about that. And also realizing that everybody isn't the same, that some people can be molested and it doesn't affect their sexuality in the exact same way that it affects somebody else. It's so individualized, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, there's also lots of people that are, are um, emailing that they, they're they turned off from their spouse since a weight gain happened. Okay. Um, and they're trying to tell them that the concern is there, but they're not quite sure, like, what to say. That's a very gender uh, situation. you got to take it very uh, slowly. Gender situation? Gender uh, situation. Then you want to take it very gingerly. So take it very slow. Say, honey, or honey, either male or female, you know, I love you. Uh, you look great. How about we go exercising together? I like to try and uh, to work out together. I would like to uh, engage some physical activity together. Let's With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 